Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hey. We're going to start off with the more interesting of the two games again, the closer of the two games. Yeah. Michigan 27, Iowa 14. I'll go first because it was Michigan. So the line was 11. Michigan beat the spread even with an Iowa touchdown with eight seconds left. Yeah. Going into the game, I said I was worried about McCarthy turning it over because that's the only way that Iowa had a chance to win. Um, And I was right. Um, Yeah. He almost had one turnover, but other than that, he he really played it well. Like he missed one deep ball long, but other than that, he honestly played pretty perfectly. So could Michigan have taken more deep shots? Yeah, I guess. But when you're up twenty to nothing deep into the third quarter, and Iowa literally has eighty six yards in the game at that point, yeah. I feel like maybe shut up. Michigan beat Iowa at their own game. They each had only four drives in the first half. Michigan was just killing the clock as they were easily moving the ball. Michigan got points on three of their four drives in the first half. Iowa obviously had none because it was 20 to nothing. Right. Um, and Iowa never got past the Michigan 40 up until that point. Um, so I don't have much more to say about the game other than I'm glad Michigan was able to exercise the Kinnick Demons. I really hope the officiating crew in Columbus is different than 2016 and Michigan can force out the stinky old turd Ohio State in the toilet known as Ohio Stadium That's in the, November. That's the only Big Ten stadium that Jim Harbaugh has not won at. Yeah. Um, 2016 really still makes me angry. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> just because he lost? Lost most of fair and square, yeah, because they lost fair and square. Um, I think Michigan looked really good on both sides of the ball. I wouldn't say it was super impressive on either side of the ball, only because it's Iowa. Like, sure, their defense was the best in the country going into that game, but who had they really played that had a good offense other than Michigan? That's fair. Um, I still think it's a really good defense, though, in that they did what they they scored on three of their four drives in the first half and ran the ball well. Um, that's still really impressive. Not super impressive, though. Um, and then Iowa's offense is easy to hold to a little yeah. low points. I mean, they scored seven on South Dakota State in zero touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, M- Michigan really dominated this one, and they looked good. That's yeah. all I have. Yeah. Ohio State 49, Rutgers 10. Yeah. It was an easy win. Rutgers jumped out to a 7-0 lead after Oof. a muff pump, muffed punt, but Ohio State didn't look back after that. Mayan Williams uh, ran wild. He had five touchdowns, tying the OSU record for touchdowns in a game. Mayan is also leading the Big Ten in yards per carry this season. Um, 26.6% of his carries are going for more than 10 yards. Damn. That's an incredible stat. Yeah. Um, I love the one-two punch they have at running back right now when Travion is healthy. He obviously wasn't in this last game, but they expect him to be back again this weekend against Michigan State. Um, Ohio State has now scored 49-plus points against Rutgers in nine straight games, which is the most by any team versus one opponent, versus one opponent in the AP poll era. Dang. The defense this is the last thing I have to say about this game because it was obviously a boring one. Um, the defense is currently ranked 10th in the nation in – I love that because last year at this point, after week five, it was ranked 84th. So that's why. What are they now? 10th. Dang. Top 10. All right. That's what Ryan Day expected. Yeah. I mean, it's still early, but there are so many good defense or offenses that they even play. That's fair. Yeah. They'll still Uh, be top 10 after this weekend. All right, Zach, I have two quarterbacks for you. You have to let me know if either quarterback had a good game, okay? 
59% completion percentage, 155, 154 yards, two touchdowns. That's one. Second one is 56%, 186 yards, two touchdowns. Are either of those good games? Are both of them good games? Um, I wouldn't say that they're bad games. I'd okay. say I'd, I'd say one for sure did what he needed to do because his team won forty nine to ten and his running back ran for five touchdowns. Okay. Who had the better game? Fifty nine percent and one hundred and fifty four yards because they have the same amount of touchdowns, or fifty six percent, one hundred and eighty six yards. They're they're so similar. It just depends on which quarterback did what they needed to do for to help their team get yeah. the victory. No, that's fair. One was C.J. Stroud, yeah. you guessed, against the three and two juggernaut from Jersey, Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> one was your boy Daquan Finn against <laughs> one and four Central Michigan. Yeah. So I'm mostly just messing around, but it is interesting because if J.J. McCarthy threw under sixty percent for 154 yards and had a pick, I left that out against Rutgers. I think there'd be more noise about it. Similarly, if Jim Harbaugh's punter faked a punt up 40 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I think he'd actually get crap for it instead of it just basically getting skimmed past. People, but whatever. People tried to give Ryan Day crap for it off the bat, but then once it came out that it wasn't a called play and it was just the punter making a read and doing what he's supposed to do there, then people kind of laid off. And there's a clip of uh, Ryan Day apologizing to Greg Schiano at – uh, the 50-yard line. After I wish the, that I knew what they said the to game. each other when they were yeah, face-to-face. But. <laughs> there's, a, there's a rumor <laughs> Robbie sent it in the group chat that yeah. uh, that Ryan Day said something along the lines of, get off my sideline, I fired you two years ago. Yeah. Or I fired you three years ago. <laughs> I was surprised Shiano went all the way over there. Yeah, well, I mean, but whatever. get his guys back, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so last week I made a bet with our friend Joe that Blake Corum would have more yards than all of Michigan State, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it today. Please treat this seriously. Rank these in order of who gets more yards this coming Saturday. Mayan Williams, Ohio State's leading receiver, Michigan State's entire offense, or Ohio State's second leading receiver. So <laughs> most yards to fewest yards. Okay. Mayan Williams, OSU's leading receiver, OSU's second receiver, Michigan State's entire offense. I think it'll be this is this is actually tough because Travion's back. Mm-hmm. So I think Travion will eat into that. I think the coaches favor Travion a little more, but that might have switched after this last week the way Mayan was running. I hope they favor Travion more as a Michigan fan. So he's, I, he's really good, but Mayan Williams Mayan, looks Mayan, like a tank. He runs harder and breaks more tackles, yeah. but Travion has more of the breakaway speed. He's yeah. faster. He's more of a natural athlete. Um so, um, I know they were like already going to be on Ohio State this year, but it's almost like Ohio State was like, we need a Haskins and Corum combo. Oh yeah, this is funny. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think I don't think Mayan will be the lead. I think it'll be wide receiver one, whoever has the most wide receiver wise. Mm-hmm. Then, then probably Michigan State's offense. Okay. Then Mayan might even be fourth because the thing is with Mayan is he. He, he's not a guy that gets he gets a, he gets a good amount of yards most rushes. He doesn't get a lot of yards on a lot of rushes. Mm. Like he had the one seventy five yard touchdown run that might that was probably by far his longest rush yeah. of the season. I don't know off the top of my head, but <clears throat> I feel like a lot of his are in the ten to twenty range. Where if if he's if Travion's eaten into his carries this game, he won't have as many yards as he did last game, um, and. I think Ohio State's going to – you know what? 
I think my I think Mayan will be number one. Okay. I think Michigan State is probably going to try and drop eight because what else would you do? Because <laughs> I don't know that's if they what, drop eight if it'll even be a fact. <laughs> I don't see. Like that's the thing is Michigan State's defense is so bad right now. Like if you're the defense coordinator, what do you do? Because I was talking about this with some Michigan State fans no, this I'll weekend. I'll wait to get fired because then there's a buyout. Go yeah. ahead. I was talking about this with Michigan State fans this weekend. I was yep. like, if your secondary is this bad, even when you drop eight, because that's what they've been doing against teams is dropping eight. If your secondary is this bad when you drop eight, I, I think I'd start blitzing guys almost every play. Yep. Like, whether you blitz an extra guy or you blitz an extra three guys. Like, and if they do that, then I think C.J. Stroud is really good against a blitz, which would actually absolutely be atrocious for them. But maybe... You get a few stops just by getting a strip sack or forcing a bad throw yeah. on when you're almost getting to the quarterback on a I agree. A I feel like getting weird on defense wouldn't hurt. Right. It can't hurt. They're right. so bad. Just just go man-to-man with the receivers that are out there and blitz everyone else. Maybe have one safety high and then blitz everyone else. Although Michigan State's corners against Ohio State's receivers – yeah, but maybe if, unless Jackson Smith and Jig was out, then Ohio State's plan goes to crap. So yeah, Jack. <laughs> so yeah, this is honestly really tough. I do think that whoever has the most yards for Ohio State will most likely have more yards than Michigan State will total, depending on how many. So it's also a question if Ryan Day takes his foot off the gas at halftime this year, right? But I, so I think Mayan, Michigan State wide receiver one, wide receiver two, obviously wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Okay. I think I don't think Michigan State will have so little yards that three guys will have more total yards than them. But I think I just think it's tough because Travion, Travion and Mayan combined will have more yards total than Michigan State. Okay. I it's hard. I kept going back and forth between them too. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, pick standings. We both went five and two, but you won the tie or the. Your spread was closer on the game of the week. Yeah. So forty-five and fourteen overall, forty-eight and twelve overall. Uh, Those are pretty good records for both of us. Yeah, I do think that this week there might be some more separation. I feel like some of the games I was going back and forth on more. I didn't. Go also, back and forth I should have picked Illinois after I, I said I thought about it last week. <laughs> and they smoked week. them. Crazy. Oh my gosh! Uh, that leads us good into uh, viewer questions. The first one. Who should Wisconsin's top three for a new head coach be? So who should it be? Who will they end up hiring? I'll let you go first. So I think that the – I took this as – I read the question wrong. I took it as who uh, the top three most likely they would hire. And so I said Jim Leonard, who is the interim head coach, the defensive coordinator. I think they really like him. He's stuck around for a reason. He could have taken jobs elsewhere and stuck around. He said that re- to mm-hmm. this week. Um, but then, obviously, Lance Leopold is going to be a huge name going into this offseason with the success he's had at Kansas, which no one has success at Kansas. And then um, a name I like going into this offseason that Wisconsin's a big, a bigger school. Um, it'll be one of the draws as a head coach if you don't have a job or if you're looking for a better job. Um Matt Rule, I think, will most likely be mm. fired from Carolina um, with the Panthers, and or he'll just leave. But I think that would be another good hire. Well, I was Matt listening Rule. to them talk or to, to them. Uh, I was listening to a podcast talking about how the NFL season and college football season don't line up as well as they used to. Yeah. And so, if the Panthers wait to fire him, he could miss some spots in oh, yeah, college so, football. So maybe he would just take a job. They. they so it was Rich Eisen, and they were talking about how 
maybe he makes it weird and starts looking at jobs before he's fired. Yeah. He probably won't quit because then you lose that money. Well, but. I think he. I think he'll get fired before the season's over, most likely. I mean, they're one and three right now. Baker's got the worst QBR in the NFL, and if there they is someone, they're not trending up. If anything, no. If there's someone in your organization that you think might be the guy, I feel like the Wisconsin thing. It sucks, and it's crazy that Paul Christ, he's tied for the lead for the most ten win seasons in Wisconsin history. Like he he has had a few down years. They're well, trending down. But they think Jim Leonard might be the guy, so they're giving him a shot. Maybe Carolina has a guy that they're like, let's give this guy a few game uh, yeah. tryout type thing. Um, well, what's even crazier about Paul Christ is he was hired the same year as Harbaugh, and he has more wins than Harbaugh and a way better bowl record and more Big Ten championship appearances. Yeah, he's also in a easier division, but yeah. sure. But his bowl record is significantly yep. almost, completely flipped almost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, so did you say the third? Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Lance Leop. Lance. Yeah, yeah. He'll, so be, he'll be the name for every I think it job. should be top choice Dave Aranda. I was going between Lance Leopold and Dave Aranda, but Dave Aranda's just more established. He has got a, a bigger resume, a more big boy resume at least, not yeah. just one year at Kansas being in Power 5. Power 5. But... Uh, Dave Aranda, Lance Leopold, and then third, I feel like they got to go back to Burt, get Bielema back. <laughs> but uh, I, it is weird how we, yeah, I, I said it on purpose. <laughs> but I, even though he left in a weird way, like despite the way he left, yeah, it's crazy to me that he has Illinois where they have him. I think Jim Leonard is who they want to work out. Like I was saying, they're giving him a tryout. Yeah. I wish I knew what their metric was moving forward for judging a success because we don't know what style of offense he'd have them running mm-hmm. if he'd stick with the same offensive coordinator or what. I would love and hate to see Jim Leonard's defense with Scott Frost's offense. That could be crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm ultimately thankful we almost assuredly won't see that combination <laughs> i do think uh they end up making jim leonard the full-time coach i bet he ends up getting it yeah i agree that's what that's who i put i mean he's the young de- defensive guru and he could have left like i said multiple times but he's loyal to the badgers yeah all right second question of three who is the fourth best team in the big 10 so it's michigan ohio state penn state yep. as the top three obviously there are currently three teams sitting at four and one that's maryland illinois and minnesota Purdue is three and two. Yeah. Uh, well, in the West is a six-way tie of seven teams yeah, that insane. are one, one in the conference. I seriously, I almost want to pick Maryland, but know that if I do, they'll go out and get beat by Purdue on Saturday. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to my preseason pick for the West and say Purdue is the fourth best team. Wow. And now they're going to go and get beat on Saturday. So I'm sticking. I don't know. The fourth, the fourth okay. best team in the Big Ten might just be the bye week. So, fourth-best team in the Big Ten for me is Minnesota. I think despite the loss to Purdue, um, they were without their star running back. Their quarterback had a rough game. They only lost by 10. I still think that they're the, I still think that they're the favorite to win the West. And That's fair. And the fourth-best team in the Big Ten. That's fair. Uh, <clears throat> last question. I did not ask this. You did not ask this. I just wanted to make it clear. I didn't ask this. I didn't ask this. 
Predict the rest of Michigan State's schedule at home against Ohio State, at home against Wisconsin, at Michigan, at Illinois, at home against Rutgers, at home against Indiana, at Penn State. They're two and three now. They end what? Um, <clears throat> I obviously think they'll lose to Ohio State. I think they have a few winnable games. They have four winnable games, Wisconsin, Illinois, Rutgers, and Indiana. I think they go 500 in those games. Uh, then I think they lose to Penn State on the road to finish the season, and I think they get an upset against Michigan because that's just the way it goes, and they finish 5-7 and seven on the year. I love that you're serious about that. It is The way that it goes, let me tell you a little bit about the way that it goes. <laughs> In 25 games at Michigan State, Mel Tucker has now lost as many games by 11 or more that Brady Hoke did in 51 games. Wow. So more than a touchdown and a field goal. You they might call, point – huh? They called him Brady Choke. They did. Yeah. You might point to the fact that Mel Tucker had to rebuild, but then I'll just point to the fact that Brady Hoke took over for Rich Rodriguez. And this is something Mel Tucker has done in half the games. 25 games to 51 from Brady Hoke. I bring up that stat to say when Michigan State loses, they get blown out in general under Mel Tucker. But also when Michigan beats Michigan State, at least recent history – Michigan wins by a lot. When Michigan State wins, it's really close. Uh, Ohio State by a million. Michigan State will beat Wisconsin at home. Michigan by a million, so it won't be close. Mm -hmm. Illinois by 11-plus. Rutgers by 11-plus. Michigan State will beat Indiana at home. Penn State by 28. Michigan State will finish 4-8 and eight unless they somehow beat Rutgers to get to 5-7 and seven to possibly get into the Little Caesars Bowl against Toledo where Daquan Finn lights him up <laughs> like he's the college version of Justin Fields en route to a Toledo win by a million. That's funny. Thank you. Uh, Big Ten takeaways. You already said it, but there's a six-way tie in the Big Ten West with preseason favorite Wisconsin now headless sitting at the bottom at 0-2. Literally any of the seven teams have a somewhat realistic shot yeah. at winning the Big Ten West. Maybe not Nebraska. Yeah. but I already said my Big Ten takeaway. It was that Minnesota is still my favorite to win the West despite their loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Michigan State has given up the second most points in the Big Ten East behind only Rutgers. Third most in the Big Ten in general also behind Wisconsin. But the difference is that Rutgers and Wisconsin have already, already played, played Ohio State. State. <laughs> Michigan State's about to play Ohio State. Also, Michigan State is tied for the fewest points scored in Big Ten play so far with 20 points in two games. Not good. Not good. Rapid fire turd pile picks. What? It's always a smooth transition. <laughs> Nebraska at Rutgers. 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 Purdue at Maryland. Purdue. Purdue. Uh, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin is favored by 10 right now. Uh, Iowa at Illinois. Illinois. Iowa. Illinois. This is the big upset of the week. Yeah. Iowa's going to pull it off. Brian Ferentz will <laughs> stay there for at least another week. Kirk Ferentz will probably give him another extension. Goodness wow. gracious. On to the varsity games. Michigan at Indiana. Uh, I don't have much to say other than the fact that I hope Blake Corum only runs it like 15 times. He ran it for 30 times two weeks ago. 29 times this past week. I hope Donovan Edwards gets more carries. He only had, I think, five against uh, Iowa. I think that they play McCarthy a little conservative again with maybe a few deep shots. Not because I don't think, not because they don't think he can do it, but why if you don't have to? And then 
Uh, I do think against Penn State they're going to come out more aerial. McCarthy has alluded to them having the ability to go air raid, but they just haven't needed to do it really. So I think it's just another game where they essentially try to run out the clock as they score. Uh, Yeah, lots of runs. Lots of runs. Some guys keep their starters in way after they need to in fake punts when they're up 40 in the fourth quarter (laughs) just to try to pad some stats. But Michigan, especially under Jim Harbaugh, don't really do that much. Uh, I'm joking, but I'm also only like half joking because both things are true. Michigan pulls their starters usually quicker than Ohio State. Yeah. Speaking of runs, um, hopefully Blake Corm doesn't get caught off the field like DK Metcalf because he had the runs. That's um, a good point. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this game. I think Indiana is bad, and I'd be really shocked if Michigan doesn't cover the spread here. I would be – I was going to say that I they'll probably be up by 21 at halftime, but I'll kind of be disappointed if it's only 21 at halftime. Indiana is so bad. What if they're trying to <clears throat> run? That's true. Uh, against Iowa, they had four uh, drives, and two of them ended in field goals. Mm-hmm. So – I mean, hopefully it's just four touchdowns because Indiana's bad, bad. Um, Ohio State at Michigan State. Um, MSU has not beat Ohio State in East Lansing since 1999. Ohio State will roll in East Lansing again. Two years ago at halftime, Ohio State was up 28 nothing at halftime. I just said halftime twice. But last year at halftime, Ohio State was up 49-0. Based on that trend... Naturally, Ohio State will be up 70-0 to zero at halftime this year. No, but uh, seriously, if you're an MSU fan, I recommend not turning this game on. I would wait a little while, 20, 25 minutes, wait until that first quarter's over, check the score. If it's something you like, maybe turn it on. Most likely it won't be. <laughs> I wouldn't turn the game on. Um, yeah, I fully expect this to be another blowout from the Buckeyes. Yeah, it would be pretty crazy if it wasn't. Um, some guys take their starter or keep their starters in way after they need to, and Ryan Day does kind of skew that way. Last year, they took their starters out in this game, maybe at halftime though, up forty nine nothing. I think they played a couple a few drives, drives after. after yeah. um, I wonder, right. huh? I memory memory. right. I wonder if uh, he gives CJ Stroud a little more run to get him feeling good and to maybe put up a crazy stat line. I could see Ryan Day being like, "Let's get you the let's get you the Heisman. Let's put up some ridiculous numbers." What were you going to say? Quinn Ewers got in that, got in that game. Man alive. Uh, <laughs> I'm not hating on Ryan Day for the record for, I think, leaving starters in longer than at least, say, Jim Harbaugh does. Um, I would probably do it if I was the coach. Um, I just think that it might happen that they try yeah. to pad some stats a little in this game. I got Ohio State 66-6. to That's a little generous. Yeah. Good. Game of the week, TCU at Kansas. Yeah, um, Kansas has, is way better this year than they have been in a very long time. Um, but before they got Lance Leopold, they were the worst Power 5 team in the country. I still think that, um, although they're 5-0, and all, they are, they're not going to go undefeated. And uh, TCU is legit, and I like, I like the Horned Frogs here by a lot, 34-13. to Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome that Kansas is doing well, but yeah. I also don't think they're going to go undefeated. I got TCU, and I'll say 38-34. So I got TCU in a close game. You got them blowing them out. Things no one is talking about. Ohio State is tied for 69th in the country in sacks with just five on the year in five games. I hear about how much better the defense is, but I'm honestly wondering about your thoughts on this. Yeah, so 
That's it's one stat on the defense. Like I said earlier, their defense at this point in the season was 84th last year, and this year it is 10th. So obviously much improved, but that is a, a little bit of a surprising stat with how improved their defense is. I will say this though, they haven't allowed a single quarterback to throw a single team to throw better than 60% mm. um, completion percentage against them. Which, if they're not completing a lot of passes, I'm not going to complain about a lot of sacks, about not getting a lot of sacks. Yeah. This is not really something no one is talking about because Joel Clyde is talking about it. He tweeted about how, um, is it harder to win at Iowa or at Missouri? I just think Georgia is not a great football team right now and honestly think Michigan should be ranked higher and would beat them right now. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Missouri is not good. I mean, no. They looked good. Uh, I keep hearing from Michigan haters and Michigan fans alike about how Michigan is struggling to get pass rush without Hutchinson and Ojabo. It's interesting because despite a lot of the admittedly bad out-of-conference schedule, a lot of them doing short, quick passes, basically just trying not to get sacked when they had to pass it, plus Iowa mainly only throwing off play-action rollouts until the fourth quarter when they had to just start trying to air it out a little bit. Michigan has 15 sacks on the year. Mike Morris has four, second most in the Big Ten. We'll obviously see if those stats maintain, but it's just funny to me how – narratives are formed tweet of the week um mine's from at max the beagle one um it's the caption is expansion has been very good for ohio state football and then it's a screenshot of the ohio state game a stat that big 10 network showed it says largest scoring margin versus fbs opponents since 2014 and minimum five meetings and three of the top five are ohio state um against Rutgers, Maryland, and Nebraska, all winning by more than 30 points a game. And so I just think that's a message to UCLA and USC that maybe they should reconsider joining the Big Ten because Ohio State will get them. Maybe. But if they go to the West, if they don't realign the the divisions as is, yeah, well, USC might actually win so the West nine, pretty easily. That would make sense, put nine teams in the West and – Keep seven in these. Why not? I mean, the way it goes. Uh, from at MGOJDBlue, me, whenever, I see, whenever I've seen an Ohio State fan in the past year, and then it's Trump holding up some bill that he signed when he took office, but it says Michigan 42, Ohio State 27. When you said last year, Zach, that Michigan finally beating Ohio State would be like taking the biggest dump ever after being super constipated, <laughs> I didn't believe you. But – it's like I'm still feeling relief and poop is just still flowing out. And every passing second is just more and more relief. It's hard to explain. I don't know. I think you just explained it really well right there. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome for the analogy. Uh, <laughs> Urban Meyer is a pervert, but until next week, go blue. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes.